Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Rachel from Will Fitness. What's going on, Rachel? How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. So, you know, we're definitely excited to have you on the show today. But before we really dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you want run Will Fitness, that was a tongue twister. First, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. My business is small. Um, I like to keep it quite personal. So my classes are tiny. I can eat eight maximum at the minute until I expand. But with the eight being in the class, I can concentrate on people more. Each person gets a little bit of one-to-one interaction with me. And I enjoy working with less people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it got going, really, because I know it sounds a bit funny that I'm saying that I like working with small groups. It's because I started in a little village hall and I expanded so quickly that I needed to find my own premises. With being in the um, social club, there was only certain hours that I could work or use mm-hmm. the hall. And then there'd be weekends or they'd have functions. So I couldn't use the Thursdays or Fridays, say, and I'd have to let people down so they couldn't train. And getting my own unit meant that I could host my classes when I felt that I could around childcare and working other jobs as well to get the unit up and running. Mm-hmm. Worked in my favour and studying for my degree as well. I was able to do both. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you personally got started in the fitness industry? Personally, um, well, mainly started riding horses, <laughs> um, letting the animals do all the work for me. And then I started going to um, Thai boxing classes, just building my confidence and um, went really well. So I started at the gym and within, I think it was nine months of being there, my trainer put me forward for my first fight, which was up in Devon, in Honiton. And uh, I went up against a girl that had already had four fights before. I was the underdog dog, and went into the ring and won it on Enam's decision. So I kind of got the bug. And I carried that on for 10 years. I had nine professional fights and lost two. And the last fight that I took was an English title, um, fighting at 62 kg. Um, and then I found out I was pregnant and, uh, that was my youngest child. And after I had her, I had some complications. I had to have a operation on my tummy, which meant that I couldn't take any more kicks to the stomach, which then led to me having to let go of the passion of Thai boxing. So I had to find something else crazy to take on. And I always liked challenges. So I went to triathlons and managed to get myself through, uh, Ironman in Dublin, um, I've done two out, no, three outlaws now up in Nottingham and uh, started to slow it down with injuries and all and thought I could harness what I know, my knowledge and my my passion of sports and start teaching other people. So that's when I went into taking on my gym instructor course, which led to my personal training course and then led on to taking on my sports degree, which I really enjoyed doing. Yeah. And now we're here on a podcast. Yeah. So, um, question for you. Let's say that I were to move to the United Downs UK in like two weeks. 
right? And I'm uh, I'm looking for like some of the services that you offer. How do I know that you guys are out there? Um, so my biggest market for marketing is Facebook and social media. Like, so the local notice boards, it's literally the little village ones where you'll get the people that are looking for little local classes like myself. I'm not a big commercial massive gym. So whereas there's a bit, there, there are massive gyms around us, um, this is more quiet it's a lot of people find it intimidating walking into a gym when there's people working out doing weights and stuff like that they'll come to the class and it's just that class that's taking part so they'll come into a metafit class and there's only a maximum of eight people there and it's quite reassuring for them so i, I tend to advertise along those lines of nice local little place and keeping it nice and quiet Gotcha. So basically, like, um, to make sure we're on the same page, like, you walk into, like, a restaurant in your village and you see, like, the advertisements on the side, on, like, the board? No, it's all Facebook. So on the Facebook, oh. they've got the little village um, social pages. So it's, like, oh. uh, Red Roof Notice Board, St. Day Notice Board, United Downs Notice Board. And I just advertise through them. Um, mainly, it is just social media. Social media. Okay. So what about Instagram, maybe Twitter, TikTok? Have you kind of dabbled and dabbled into any paid advertisement? Yeah. Yeah. I have paid um, advertising on Facebook and Instagram. And that, that normally produces quite well, especially with the sports massage and stuff. I, I use the um, advertising a lot for the sports massage. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of tell us a little bit about that because I know like, when I was, you know, training and just trying to get my name out there, I knew nothing about how to run a paid advertisement. So how does that actually work for your business? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I've, I've taught myself a lot of it. And uh, it's the same. So I went onto Facebook and run a post on my page and then it'll come up with boost the post. So then I've, I've gone on and boosted it and you can choose where you want to target that audience so I just go in and pick the subjects and the people that I'm looking for and it targets all of that and it kind of does it all for me and it's not major money I mean maximum on a little advert I would spend is about 20 pounds and that would pull in the clients and I stay for like a seven day period Mm -hmm. okay so I mean what would you say that's leading to in terms of like leads each and every month have you found that like this method is consistently bringing people to your door? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I feel the need, like if I get, um, especially at the moment, the way things are going with the energy bills being so high, a lot of my personal training, I find that they're saying that they can't afford to continue on. So they're looking to reduce or or come to classes because they can't afford that one-to-one anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, when I'm looking to advertise, I will boost a post through social media and I hopefully, and that's how I get my new clients through. But at the minute with Christmas coming, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? People aren't looking, some people want the little black dress training and then others are looking to save money for Christmas and they're going to hit it in the new year. So it's, yeah. it's the tricky one Christmas time. I always find it a funny time. Yeah. So you're kind of just like, whenever you feel like you need to get more people in, that's when you become like more active with the, um, with the advertisements. Yeah. If I'm full and full and I leave it at that. And then when I, like people start, people do, they, they, they have 
dips and troughs where they'll, they'll train and they'll go off for a couple of months and then come back. So I always play it by ear. They haven't come for a couple of weeks and they'll say they can't afford it and then I'll up the advertising. And if people are on the waiting list for classes, I'll, I'll send out um, reminders just saying that there's a space now in this class available. So please feel free to come along. Just work it through that. <clears throat> okay. And what services are you offering your members? So... Oh, it's quite a few. <laughs> There's um, personal training, obviously, and the sports massage. Um, I also do acupuncture. So I work with um, the microsystems in and around the ear, which helps with relaxation and detoxification. Um, um, I've done that for my sports dissertation and uh, found the results were really good for sports, even though it was working with people in recovery from drug and alcohol abuse. It's the NADA protocol. I tried it on my partner before he'd done a half marathon and he shaved three minutes off his time. So... I've been doing that with clients like motocross lads and stuff, and they've been noticing a difference on race days that they're a lot more calmer because it in, it releases the endorphins. Mm-hmm. I offer that service. Um, also, Metafit, which is a thirty-minute hit class, boxer size, which is a out a sixty-minute class, body blitz for women um, after the school run at mm-hmm. nine thirty on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's quite an enjoyable one. Just yeah. busting the belly and the bums and getting a little bit of a spot on. They love it. <laughs> um, we've got a couch to 5K going at the minute. The girls okay. are really enjoying that one. We've got a couple of ladies that wanted to run. and Some of them never run even 100 yards, and they're up to nearly four miles now, so they're doing really well. And they found the bugs, so it's nice to see where they'll come in and they say, oh, I've run myself this week. I haven't had to go with anyone. I've literally gone out and done 3K by myself, and it makes you feel really good. It yeah. makes it rewarding. Yeah. Um, so um, are you finding that like with all of the services that you offer, are your members taking advantage of just one at a time or just are also taking advantage of the multiple different services that you have? Um, I tend to find that PTs stay as PTs. Okay. Like their personal training. Um, I've got the Metafit, like I call the Metafit family. It's been with me from day one and they just, come 6 a.m in the morning six o'clock at night or they'll come at nine o'clock at night whichever class they come to they come to that class the boxer size is mixed you get a mixed bag of male and female and um they really enjoy that one so it's quite upbeat nice bit of fun um i I enjoy working with the children as well because it's nice to see them and they get a buzz out of learning and, and when you've got it right and you've got their attention they yeah. really, really enjoy it. And and then that entices the parents. I've had a lot of parents come through from the kids' classes and they've done some training with their children. Okay, that's what's up. So it's like a, you kind of make it like a family thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, cool. do, they do enjoy it because we've taken on um, Kerno Killer this year as well. And uh, <clears throat> we took it on from a bloke that was running it for about 10 years and he ran it once a year and it was adults only. So basically it was five and 10 miles over about 60 different obstacles. So high cargo nets, monkey bars, water slides, swamps, climbing over trees. And we've moved the venue up to Scoria Estate. And I ran an adults one um, early this September this year. And we had 420 people take part. Um, and the biggest feedback I had was, I would like to have done it with my children. So then I was like, right, well, I'll put on a kid's one. 
so 13th of November, just gone. I put on a kid's one and I advertised it and it went viral. Honestly, it, I was inundated. So I had wow. 309 kids on the day take part. There's some, you know, you always get the no shows that come, don't turn up. So in total, 309, and they all went round and had a blast and really enjoyed it. So I was chuffed mostly, I think, was the fact that all 309 children got round safe with no injuries. Then the feedback come, can we have a family one? <laughs> so in um, oh, 2nd of April is the next one. We're doing a family one. So there'll be whole families going around together so the kids can go with the parents and really enjoy it. So it's all growing. And you find that people love doing it with their kids. They, the kids are active, they're active, and it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I definitely 100% agree with you there. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about some of the challenges that you're currently working to overcome in your business. Um, I think COVID was the biggest overcome recently. Having to take the keys to my unit um, in 2019, and then to be shut down for the majority of three years before being able to open properly was wow. hard going. You, you were you shut just, down for three years? Yeah. Well, oh as soon as the, the lockdown started, the gyms were closed. The, the hairdressers and gyms were some of the first places to be closed, wasn't they? Yeah. And um, I remember taking the keys opening on the Monday and being shut on the Thursday. Mm. And it was like nine months of just sitting on it, really, just yeah. not being able to use it or do anything. And it was frustrating because people were saying to me, I just want to train. I, I want to go back to the gym. And you, it's like, you can't. By law, we are not allowed to go into those rooms. Mm -hmm. And um, come, outcome of that was tough, I find, because it was getting people back indoors after so much outdoor activity. And, and they were scared as well. It was trying to overcome that big fear of catching COVID off the person you was training next to because in a gym you're not going to be wearing a mask and and you're heavy breathing you're breathing heavy on each other so that was really hard to overcome yeah the great thing with my unit is it's got a massive roll front door and a big door at the back so it was it was more like a giant gazebo really once they opened all the doors up so that reassured a lot of people to come back it wasn't an enclosed building so a lot of gyms are enclosed you go in through multiple doors to get to the room where you're going to be training right. this was all like it was it was literally an open gazebo with front and back wide open with fresh air blowing free yeah. so that really did help me get back on my feet but so what are back. what are some of the, like the strategies well I mean was you shut down for like nine months or so so I'm assuming that you lost a lot of your clientele yeah and you yeah. kind of had to like rebuild that back up yeah, what are some of the things that you did to get back on your feet? I started um, outside classes to get back on my feet. So there's a rugby field just down the road from us. And I just went down there and I just had literally free classes. I wasn't charging anything. If people wanted to pay, that was their choice because everyone was finding it hard with COVID. And um, I just turn up and if no one turned up, I'd do my own little workout or I could have 20 people turn up. And it just built from there. And it was always weather dependent, but you'd always have one that would turn up in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got, you were able to kind of turn things around because COVID was definitely a challenging time. Um, mm -hmm. So post COVID, how have you recovered from that? Is there like still anything that's kind of lingering from the shutdown? Uh, no, not really. I, I was 
quite lucky because I didn't take any loans out on my business. Being a sports student, I used a lot of my student finance to purchase gym equipment to fill the unit as I was buying it. So I, I didn't have any debts that I had to worry about paying. So that was really good. And um, once I got going again, I was always work that I could find to do elsewhere while I was waiting for my passion of sports to come back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was I was lucky in that respect. A lot of gyms went under because of the they couldn't afford to pay back yeah. the loans they had on the equipment, the higher purchases and stuff. Yeah, so I was blessed in that. Yeah. Mm. So let's talk about the future. Um, six months down the road, and that'll be like June of two thousand and twenty-three. What do you want your gym to look like from the inside out? Um, on the business side of things, like how many members do you want? Like, do you want to hire more people, add more classes? Oh, yeah. So actually took the keys yesterday to the unit next door. So we're already looking to expand. Um, whereas I said my, my unit is small, I could take eight in a class. That's mainly because I've got equipment in there, treadmill, air bike, skier, and all, all the weights, and I've got my sleigh that can all go into the unit next door and be set up and left. It won't have to keep being put out and put away. And then that will free up the other room for classes. So then people will be able to come in and train alongside a class. Whereas I'm, I'm running a class, no one else could use the equipment. So they're going to be able to go in next door and hopefully take on, employ people, local people that are looking to get into the sports as well. Even if they're from the college, I'm happy to take, young unexperienced people and train them I'm happy to do that because everyone needs a chance and just expand from there and hopefully we've got where the unit is it's um, too self-contained inside so we're going to open a cafe for healthy food as well so we can work with the nutrition mm-hmm. that's what we're looking at we've got a massive industrial state over there with um, oh there's probably 200 businesses wow. and a lot of them start early so really healthy breakfasts not just the, the greasy rolls and <laughs> you know the chip butties some really good like, overnight oats and yogurts and fruit bowls and really get some nice nutrition going mm-hmm. we're, we're we're um hellos for our pasties over here <laughs> and everyone <laughs> likes their pasties and yeah. i'll be doing my nine thirty class and the ladies bums and tums and the pasty round turns up and the horn like a burp, burp outside everyone's like pasties are here <laughs> but yeah we, that's the only thing they've got to eat over there and they're nice but they're not healthy they're big calories in a pasty so being able to offer healthy sandwiches to the workforces and and then letting them come in and see that there is a gym there and they're able to use it in the lunch hours and stuff will hopefully expand the business hopefully it will be through full of foot on this one with the Hopefully it'll be what? The footfall is people come through the cafe, seeing the gym there, and lunchtime's coming doing their workout, grab themselves a healthy snack and go back to work. Gotcha. Okay, so you're looking to expand. Um, you want to expand in the classes, and then also you want people to be able to come in and work out like while you're teaching the classes, looking to add on some more instructors and employees also and nutrition services. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I've got a lady looking at the minute to come in. She wants to do holistic therapies. So she wants to be doing like um, sports therapies, but holistic. Uh, another lady that's into her CrossFit. So that's that's big round here at the minute. CrossFit. Everyone loves their CrossFit training. So yeah. she'll be running some sort of CrossFit classes. 
Um, got a yoga lady that wants to start a new year as well. She's ready to go as soon as I get the keys. The Well, I've got the keys once I've got it up and running, got floors and all laid and painted. Mm-hmm. She's going to come in and start her yoga classes. Yeah, and hopefully just have all walks of life in there. So there's something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Kind of sounds like a, a one-stop shop for all ages. Yeah. Okay. Well, Rachel, this is a really, really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, where can we find you? Uh, Wheel Fitness is on Google, uh, wheelfitness.com. And Kerno Killer is on kernokiller.com. Just type them in. You'll find them. They're easy. Wheel Fitness. <laughs> all righty well thank you so much you know we really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road so to everyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit the like and subscribe button if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model in the fitness industry click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon and as always until next time gym lords out Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Boards Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Anise. She is co-owner of Winter Haven Boxing Gym with Marco Fazzini out of Winter Haven, Florida. Welcome to the show, Anise. How are you today? Hey, good. How are you? Awesome. I'm excited to have you on today. Um, But before we dive into everything, tell us a little bit about what made you and Marco want to start the gym in the first place. Tell us a little bit about what? Say it one more time. Yeah. What made you want to start the gym in the first place? Uh, Marco actually uh, got it from his good friend and pretty much family, uh, Jack Leonard and Tony Morgan. Nice. Nice. So uh, Marco, what was your background in that? About it than I can. Yeah, tell us about your background. What made you want to start this um, boxing gym? Um, I started training fighters probably about 13 years ago. Um, I had got out of jail at the time and was really big, so I just went back to the gym to lose weight and uh, ended up doing pretty good with a couple of the kids, and the head trainer was about to move, and so he asked me if I wanted to take over the gym, and uh, it's a pretty prestigious gym, so I was a little nervous, but I did it. Yeah, that's amazing. Like right place, right time. Um, and that is a testament to you that he asked you to take over the gym. So that's amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about the facility. What services do you offer? How do you describe it to someone who's never been in before? Uh, it's, a, it's a real boxing gym. Um, I, it's not a lot of standing around and socializing. I expect everyone to work and they have a routine. And the beginners work out with the ones with a lot of experience and we just go from there you know we get the music going and uh we don't stop working until we close definitely love that um so do you offer like classes one-on-one training tell me about the the services 
Yeah, um, we do offer one-on-one training. I'm I, I'm going to try to get some other coaches to get more involved with that because I'm I'm so beat up working with my pros that I really don't want to even do that. But uh, I'm going to try to get we we do offer it. Um, we have classes. We have two classes in the evening. Uh, we teach about the basics and fundamentals, and then we have you know they get more advanced as we go. Um, we have uh, adults classes at 9.30 a.m. and at 8 p.m. So, uh, you know, we offer uh, some things. The main thing we offer is to, to uh, really teach you the art of boxing and learn how to defend yourself. That's awesome. I love that. So how many members are you training right now? How many members are part of the facility? I don't know how many members we have so many people sign up and then you know it's like i said it's a it's a it's a hard-working gym so a lot of them don't stick around but you know we're packed right now um i couldn't even put a number on it i don't even keep track i haven't even thought of that um i just know that we've been grinding real hard i have a real strong amateur team um young kids from uh from you know 11 years old and up so I'm just focused on getting them right. And uh, I really don't even know how many people are in the gym right now. So We have over uh, between probably 150 or so on average in between around there because sometimes it'll fluctuate more, sometimes less. But we usually have that consistent group of people, big group of people. It's our family. So everyone, once they kind of come in the doors, they're considered family, whether you know, some people will leave, go on vacation for two weeks and come back or, you know, sometimes they're gone for the summer and they come back, but um, they always know they got a home here. I love that you have that community aspect um, at the facility. I think that's really cool. Um, so how did you bring in the around 200 members that you have now? What was like your marketing strategy to, to get people into the gym? Honestly, um, you don't pay for advertisement anywhere, really. You don't shouldn't need to if you do it right. You do Facebook. Instagram. Um, I have the Twitter too, which I think since I got my new phone, I need it relink. So don't quote me on that Winter Haven boxing one at the moment, but um, we have that one as well. It would go straight to that just to have it on another platform. Um, and then um, really Google, Google business. It's the free app. And I use that. And if you compare our gym to any other gym in this area, and that's like a gold or like a just move or um, the franchise places, planet fitness, None of them are as busy or as popular on Google business, which turns into maps on iPhone um, as ours, because every photo or video that I'm usually putting on any of those social media platforms also goes to that. So there's, whether it's kind of like a flood one day and I skip a couple of days and get back to it, there's still, wow, you, you have this many thousand percent more photos than all of these other places. My, it, the profile shows it more active. So it, it pops up a lot. So the work phone blows up a lot and it'll show you on there, the, all the insights, how many phone calls, what day and straight from all of that on, that's Google, a lot of it. Would you say, most, go ahead. No, I was just saying people try. Would you say like most of like the influx of, of inquiries comes from social media or Google or where do you think yeah, it's coming from? That and word of mouth, a lot of networking in our um, town because when people like it, they share about it. So people are like, oh, what's that? And so it is social media too, but it's also word of mouth. Yeah, definitely. Which one do you think is like more predictable, like that you can count on like month to month? Like, can you put a number on 
you know, this money come in through word of mouth versus this money from social media? Um, if I look at the numbers, I could probably figure it out actually. But um, um, if I stopped posting for a while, I know the phone will still ring. I know I'll still get people coming in because there's times if I'm not as active on social media, if I run out of time, I'm doing something else. Um, things can change, but um, ratio, I'm not really sure, but, but okay. you definitely both. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you're around 200 ish members now. What's the goal for the future of the gym? Like three to five years from now, where do you see it? Would you like to be in a bigger space, more members around the same? Uh, and, and three to five years, you said? Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully out me personally, I would, where do I see the gym? Um, I, well, this goes back to what we were saying earlier. The marketing for me comes from the winning. So, yeah. you know, if, if I'm, I'm creating winners, that's how I always got people to come in the door before Denise was involved. Now she got more in the marketing aspect and all of that. So that was a major help. When he started, it was just mainly ones that are com competing and gotcha. fighting professionally or amateur. So he was, um, and that's his, still his main focus. So I was able to help bring in people that aren't necessarily competing, but need the fitness and enjoy that too. So he brings in champions. And I know that, that, that alone in itself, it speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Granted social media is going to put it out there even more, but it's, it, it I mean, you've, if you've seen any of the social media, you'll see the professionals and you'll know how well they do and how quickly they get there, you know, working with him as, in their corner yeah definitely I think building that reputation is huge like it'll get the word out just by making winning athletes um but how do you bring in like the general population people like people that might be a little bit more timid about gyms in general how do you target those people uh really word of mouth is we're, it's it's a it's a serious gym but at the same time we don't you know it's down to earth so everyone's like she says family so I think we get a lot through word of mouth also you know, because of the, how tight we're, we're in with the community. Gotcha, for sure. Okay. So what would you say is like the thing you want to focus in on most right now, as far as like growth, like, would you like to see more people on the athlete side, the general population side, both? Uh, um, I'm probably going to raise my gym fees. Uh, like I said, we're real busy. The, the, um, I just, I do a lot, you know, so for me, I, I could care less if more people came in. I know they're coming in already nonstop because she does such a great job. And then, you know, the guys go in, but uh, really, honestly, I see the gym, we, us putting a cap on the gym. And uh, I feel like in, by the end of 2023, I'll have a world champion and, you know, if God's willing, we'll, I'll be having enough money where the, I could put a cap on the gym and, um, raise the gym fees and become a little more prestigious instead of so easy access. But that's just my dream because I like to work with professional athletes. Yeah, totally. Um, do you have trainers besides the two of you or do you two run the gym solely by yourselves? Joel and Ruben and stuff help. Uh, Joel and Ruben and stuff help. We have some of the uh, I have some volunteers that come in and help. Well, uh, I'm trying to lock in a coach right now, so we'll see how that works. Awesome. So let's see. So going forward, would you like to stay, you know, as a trainer long-term? Do you want the gym to be at a point where it kind of runs itself with trainers? 
where do you kind of see yourself as the owner? Uh, the gym runs itself. I really, I really only want to work with certain people. I don't mind doing the classes. And right now I'm working with a lot of beginners again. And uh, that's okay. But, you know, I see this, the gym running itself. I just, the thing I worry about is high quality. So if I got too many people in there, I can't really turn out quality uh, fighters. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's not like a punch fitness gym. Maybe if I hired some more people, we'll, we could do something like that. Gotcha. So what do you think needs to happen with the business in order to have it at a point where it kind of runs itself and you can only focus on, you know, those professional athletes or what you're passionate about? Uh, Getting a couple coaches. I got to get a full-time coach in there. <laughs> Things we've been discussing. How has hiring been or like looking for coaches in your area? Because I hear it's kind of different all over the U.S. I talked to coaches or businesses in the U.K. and they're struggling. How is it there to find, you know, quality employees? The quality of employees is, uh, it's not bad. It's not, that's not the problem. The problem is um, we're a corporation. We're a small corporation and majority of corporations aren't as big as people think. So you know, me, I, it's hard for me to pay, you know, $20 an hour, you know, so, <laughs> you know, it, um, I got to kind of work something out with volunteers or, or, you know, so to get a full-time person in right now, it's kind of hard. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we definitely managed to get around that. Yeah, definitely. So how do you, how do you two keep like your day organized, your, your business owners, your trainers, you know, how do you keep everything in order and organized and know what, what to do when? Uh, I've just, I have a routine and a schedule and a program that I have the, uh, the fighters on. So they I'm basically in place. They know when to be there uh, and when not to be there. Gym hours are usually always the same that we open at 3 PM and we close at nine as soon as the adults class is over and uh, morning workouts at 6 AM. So, I mean, I pretty much, handle the pro program all the time and uh she she handles the day-to-day -day. like this morning she she did the women's class which is great because i don't feel like i need to be there for that one and she does a good job with it so like you know we bounce off each other gotcha is this both of your full-time jobs or do you have other jobs in addition to running the gym uh, this is my full-time job, and she's she's full-time mom and uh, boxing coach okay. now. And I do marketing consulting for a couple companies as well yeah. on the side with my photography, which keeps me busy. Hey, yeah, you sound super busy. How do you stay organized? <laughs> um, sometimes I feel like I'm not, but um, I make lots of lists. <clears throat> yeah, that's how. Me too. <laughs> Definitely a list person. Um, what's something that you guys wish you would have known before you open the gym? Like what would be a piece of advice that you would give to someone who's wanting to open their own gym someday? What do you think? I'd advise them not to. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? Um, it just, there's just two different breeds of coaches in the world. Um, you have coaches and then you have teachers and, um, you know, there's a lot of people getting into the boxing game that really don't know nothing about it. And they're making, you know, punch fitness gyms and after school things. And 
you know, which is fine because it's business, but you know, there's a mechanic that likes to fix cars and then there's a mechanic that likes to fix cars up and race them. And I'm one of the people that likes to race the cars and build fighters. And I'm really in the trenches. Um, and that's, that's where I'm the best at as far as like dealing with every person in the world that wants to lose weight. That's uh that's just not my cup of tea, even though thousands upon thousands of pounds have been lost in my gym. Uh, it's just daily. Uh, I would rather be in the trenches and be on the road and uh, working and, and actually building champions, getting the best sparring possible, et cetera. So sometimes throughout the week or on a weekend, he might be in Miami or in Alabama or somewhere for sparring for the professionals with the professionals. So like he might leave early on a Friday for it, or there might be fights on a weekend. So those have weigh-ins on Friday. So, you know, the gym's going to run, you know, without him when he's got to go for those pro fights and stuff like that. So, um, but we always have, it's, everyone always wants to know when all the fights are pros or amateur. And we have, we just had a recent huge fight in uh, Kissimmee and um, we had a group of over what, 20 people drive over an hour away, 20 plus, probably 25 people come for, to watch these boys, these young teenagers um, compete. And it was awesome. Paid, you know, money for tickets and everything. And we really are a big family and have that support. And um, that helps a lot too when he does have to go with the pros that there's a lot of people that we have had for a long time that are like coaches, the volunteers we have there that help out a lot, that mean a lot to us. So how, how would you say that you cultivated that like community feeling in the gym and how do you keep your members long-term? Um, well, the ones that I've had long-term I've, I've, I've started so many, I've started guys that aren't with me no more. When they were kids, they become golden glove champions and, you just move on to other things in life. So I don't know how many groups have gone and passed a lot. Um, you know, being a boxing coach, the way I like to coach is more of a lifetime commitment with another person. You know, you're going to be with this person for 10 years or so, maybe more if this is what they decide to do as a career. So it's a, you know, it's a relationship. Yeah, it's a relationship. Yeah. I have kids that I started at four years old and now they're 11 years old and they're national champions. I got some people that just come in and lost weight and they stuck around and then now they just like doing boxing as a hobby. I think what keeps them is the family atmosphere as far as how we look out for each other and how we uh, travel together and we're kind of tight knit because not a lot of people do boxing, um, especially like our gym, when you walk in our gym, it's a nice gym and it's and everything, but you know, you're in a place where you're supposed to be working. So, you know, they got to enjoy hard work to stick around with me. Everyone has that. I tell people that when they call about their, their kids wanting to come and like, as long as they're willing to work hard, they'll, they'll love it. Like most kids love it. They'll stay for longer than they need to because they just love it. They'll be there three hours after school, you know, and they could have left an hour and a half ago, but they love it and we know they're out of trouble and a lot of the times the kids in that neighborhood or in that area they might um could be getting into trouble or at least we know we're keeping them out of trouble so yeah i think that's so important um giving kids a safe space to cultivate a love for fitness too is super important um so 
let's say you have a magic wand and you can wave it and tomorrow the the business, the gym is exactly how you want it. What does it look like? Um, a finished, uh, a finished weight room and uh, just some things done on the outside with some world championship belts in there. Yes. So would you say like your passion is the professional side, the athlete side for sure? That's where I thrive at. I'm good at starting them at scratch and I'm uh, what I where, where I'm really good and uh, not really because I think I'm good. It's just because for some reason, I'm just good at that relaying messages on a higher level with with mm -hmm. the professional athletes. Everyone I, I work with, they 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 seem to learn something. So I guess I have a gift to pass to, to pass along information. Well, I don't consider myself a great coach. I just consider myself a good messenger. And I just teach what I've learned throughout the years and from the old people. And a high level of boxing is what I was around. I was never around a like a crunch fitness or punch fitness classes or never the gym I grew up in had world champions in it, Andre Berto, et cetera. You know, my original trainer would work with Sugar Ray Robinson. So that's the type of information I learned. That's awesome. How do you find um, clients who kind of match like your vision? How do you target people who, you know, you're, are going to work hard or are interested in becoming an amateur or professional athlete? I have I have a routine. They usually will seek me out if they're very serious, yeah. but but I have a routine they have to do when they come in the gym. And like I said, not everyone in our gym competes, but they enjoy the intenseness of the real boxing workouts. So they're you know, and they do great. A lot of them great shape, lost tons of weight. You know, a lot of these guys, you can see their abs now. Girls too. You know, they're all excited about that. But uh, yeah, it is pretty. It's it's pretty tough, you know. I have a I have a a routine that they do daily, and uh, once they get to the routine, then we can get down to boxing. And so uh, that's how that's kind of how I weed out the ones that really want to do it, and the ones that do want to do it, and the ones that are serious about fitness stay, even if they don't want to box. Yeah, definitely. How do you handle? Um... I guess like people who don't fit the culture, like decide it's not for them. Does that happen often or how do you handle that when it does come about? Yeah, no, they just disappear, you know, or, 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 uh, it all depends if they have a kid that wants to compete, then it always, you know, that takes a special type of parent for boxing <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, really that's how we're getting more people to come is the fact that they know it's a nonsense gym. So they're leaving other gyms because nobody works with them or they kind of just stuck doing, doing the same thing, monotonous. Not, getting, not getting results yeah. anywhere. They're just, I think they come to us because they know it's like a boot camp every damn day. And you know, they don't, they're like, okay, it's time to go to boot camp every day. It's not a day where they can come in and just lounge and, after they're done with everything, I don't mind them kicking it and, and, and talking and doing their thing. You know what I mean? So we have fun also. But uh, yeah, I'll walk up and see the kids on their phone. I'll be like, what are you doing? Are you done with your workout? They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, OK, you're all right. <laughs> Otherwise, get to work. They know they know better. Yes, definitely. That's the environment I liked, too, as a 
competitive gymnast growing up. It's like, I love that like drill sergeant yeah. <laughs> fitness aspect. Exactly. So I still look for that now. So, yep. I hear yes. that. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much for everything that you've shared today. Is there anything else that you'd like to share um, before we close things out? All right. Thank you very much. Anything you want to share? Anything I want to share? Words of wisdom. 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 You gotta love it. You have to. If you want to smoke, gotta love it. Word of wisdoms. Don't waste your talents. They're a gift from God. Don't waste them. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Can you please also share with us where can we find you? What is your social media website? Boxing on Facebook. On Instagram, it's Winter Haven Boxing with the number one after it. And then, um, yeah, really, you can look up on Google. It'll come up. It'll be in our maps. When you pull it up and gyms in the area, too, it comes up. But Winter Haven Boxing Gym. Sweet. Well, thank you guys so much for your time today and your contribution to the podcast. Um, I think we all learned so much today. I definitely did. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in talking about your business model, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show today is James from CrossFit Good and Evil in St. Albert, Canada. Welcome to the show. How are you today, James? I'm good. Fairly early this morning, got my workout in already and taught a couple classes and ready to start the day. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for making time. I always like to thank you because I know the gym owner life is super hectic. And so thank you for making, you know, a little bit of time out of your day, sit down, have this conversation, give back to the fitness industry a little bit. We really appreciate you sincerely. Before we kind of dive into the business side of things here, James, give me a little bit of background as to what it is that you do. Um, what has, um, you know, like what, what exactly is CrossFit good and evil? Obviously, most of our listeners are probably familiar with the CrossFit methodology. However, every CrossFit gym is a little bit different. So tell us about yours. Um, so yeah, we primarily do just uh, CrossFit classes, some small personal training. Um, as wild as it sounds, the name good and evil kind of came from the aspect of um, what we experience in the gym every day, right? Like the evil is having to wake up early to make it to the gym or that struggle through that 
halfway point through the workout and the good is everything that we see the endorphins afterwards the body changes the better lifestyle and everything in life tends to be a balance between yeah so um what i like about crossfit is it's so functional anybody can do it i know like you see on tv like the crossfit games and that's super intimidating and people think oh my god i could never do that but totally like in our facility, we've got 80 year olds and we've got 18 year olds, like everywhere in between. So definitely something that um, everybody can benefit from. Um, what was it that made you start this gym? Like what, why did you open this thing up? So way back when, like I was always that guy that played all the sports, um, grew up in a really small town in Northern Alberta. And it was either like for most people, it was either, you know, do drugs and stupid things or play sports. So anything I got my hands on hockey, volleyball, basketball, like all through high school, I swam, I lifeguarded, um, played tennis, skied both water and snow. Um, anything that you could get your hands on that would challenge you. And at one point in time, like you get a family and kids and everything else and you start to forget and uh, my wife had drugged me out to a fit body boot camp workout a while ago. And it was a leg day, and I'm watching, my like, oh, this will be easy. And about like four minutes into the workout, the, uh, the coach, who's actually a good friend of mine now, looked me in the eye and kind of went, If we need to slow your heart rate down, he goes, Just let me know. Because it looked like I was ready to throw up already, like four minutes into the workout. And went home. The workout was the whole session of fit body is normally a 30 minute session and went home i never let my wife drive it was october it was cold outside like in the minuses and i made her drive home with the windows down just and then ended up laying on the bed for like two hours and i couldn't understand how a 30-minute workout would absolutely destroy me like that and went and started getting back into fitness and uh ended up if i couldn't be motivated to actually go to the to a workout i would actually watch the crossfit documentaries and <laughs> okay. you'd sit there and watch it's like oh my god if they could do that like and look like that after workout this should be nothing for me right because i'm not moving the same weights they are and everything and you get motivated to it and the joy with crossfit was is every workout's different like one day you could show up it could be a 5k run the next day it could be a one rep max deadlift the next day it could be fran that's going to take three minutes and make you want to throw up on your shoes it changes so <laughs> differently, but the joy of it is, and the way I describe it to clients is, is everything we do in the gym today is so that you can do whatever you want in life outside of the gym, no matter what. So if your buddy goes, dude, let's go hiking in the mountains this weekend. You're like, I'm in. If your daughter goes, hey, I want to go mountain biking. Done, not a problem. If you go to Mexico and want to go snorkeling, you could snorkel all day and not even have a problem seeing the fishes, everything else, because your fitness is not going to be the limiting factor in anything you do in life. And that, and that's what we truly want to do. So if you can do a 5k run in the gym one day and do a 300 pound deadlift the next, there's almost nothing in life that you can't do. I love it. That's like, that's exactly why I do this. Right. Um, I, you know, originally for me personally, like started CrossFit, you know, I had a one-year-old baby and I felt like my life revolved around him, which is cool, right? As a parent, your life is generally going to revolve around your child. But I felt like I wasn't taking care of myself. And if I wasn't taking care of myself, then I couldn't take care of him, like to the best of my ability. 
So then mm -hmm. I started doing CrossFit, you know, take an hour out of the day every day to work, you know, on, on me. And I became a better parent. So yep. like, this is something that like genuinely can help you all around. Um, cool. So, you know, you're running this CrossFit facility. How long have you been in business, by the way? Um, so started in my garage in August of 2020. And then we okay. moved into our brick and mortar August. The first workout, which uh, I was really mean to everybody and made everybody do Murph um, <laughs> on August 1st of this year. So. so you made everybody do Murph. Yeah, well, the, the very <laughs> and the very first group class that we did in the garage was Murph, because um, it was like the our May long weekend, and it got a whole bunch of us together, and it's just like, hey, let's give this a shot. And it was the first time we actually had a group of people in the garage to do it. So now that we moved into a new facility, I'm like, hey, I like the idea that every time, it, whenever we move into a new space, the first group we just do Murph and beat ourselves up and then everybody can hang out afterwards and, and complain. And, but as wild as it sounds, if you've never done a workout, it's really easy. It sounds weird, but you can really easily scale Murph and you don't need to do a lot of movement coaching for people to do a workout like that. It's push-ups, um, squats and pull-ups with a little bit of running. So you can do it as a partner workout. You can do it as a quarter, as a half, like there are yep. so many ways that yep. you can infinitely scale that. And yet, if you are a fire breather, by all means, throw the weight vest on and watch, let people see what you, you can really do after like a couple of years of doing CrossFit. That, yeah, so cool. And it, it literally is like, like I said earlier, anybody can do this because CrossFit is infinitely <laughs> scalable. I'm not sure if you're familiar and, you know, the podcast is more to talk about the business. We're going to dive into that in a second, but <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, the levels method, but we use that programming, which is even better. Like everybody comes in, they've got like a specific scaled, already pre-scaled option just for them. They know exactly, hey, for, you know, upper body, I am a purple. So I need to make sure that I do this purple. And then our coaches are able to coach them specifically. And then at the end of the month, we do testing and they can level up. And then it's like something that they get to check off. They get to feel accomplished about themselves because they were able to like level up. And then it kind of, it's, it plays into that like mm -hmm. sport aspect too. So we do that over here and, and it's, it's amazing. Like our clients love it. Um, and it just proves that anybody can do this. Um, but kind of to move into, you know, more about your business, um, what's the square footage of your space? How big is this facility? So we're at 2,700 square feet, um, okay. about 1800 square feet of actual workout space. Um, got a nice mezzanine, um, just on one side of the workout space okay. that I've set up so that. If you come early, there's pre and post workout stretching laid out in the mezzanine. So you can pre and post workout stretch and uh, there's a seating area up there as well. And then main workout area, about 1800 square feet, uh, two bathrooms each with a shower and then kind of a lobby area with uh, merch. And then I've got one room dedicated that hopefully uh, I'm struggling to find a massage therapist, but I want to lease to a massage therapist and kind of we can tag team off each other for clientele, right? Yeah. My clients can go to them and their clients, if they're ever interested in doing bigger and better things, they can come try out CrossFit. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, I like the idea of kind of having the massage therapist on site, definitely something that your clients would 
utilized. We have a chiropractor yep. come in once a week and he's always like fully booked for the six hours that he's with us. So I'm sure that that would be a great resource for your clients. And then also for, for their clients as well to, you know, try, uh, you know, a new sports. Um, so, you know, within the list of services that you guys offer, is it kind of your typical group CrossFit class or do you offer personal training, semi-privates, uh, anything additional on top of that? So yeah, like right now we do six group classes a day. Um, if somebody's wanting um, a little extra, um, they can book in like a, a personal training session. Um, we don't technically do uh, what most CrossFit gyms call open gym, but basically I will, or we'll post a after class as what we call it. So you can do the workout. And if you want a little bit extra, we'll post like if you need to work on your double unders or different skills, or if, if today's workout was more weights, maybe like a little cardio piece just to kind of like finish it off, but they can hang out after class. It's kind of like, it's like an open gym. It's not coach led. They just kind of have free reign. Um, and you know, the only thing I worry, like tell them is to not drop anything on their head. But um, from that, they, and as well, um, yeah, like we'll do onboarding classes um, for people coming in and like little personal training sessions with them just so that they can understand the methodology of CrossFit. And then um, it can become intimidating. I've worked in gyms where literally the first day you show up to the gym and in 10 minutes you've signed the waiver and now you're like knee deep into a real class with 20 people in it. And you're just like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Onboarding gives you the chance to lay out for those people. Okay. Here's exactly how the class works. Here's the methodology behind everything that we're doing. Here's the rules of the gym. Like if something goes wrong, by all means, drop the dumbbell, but don't consistently drop the dumbbell just because you think you can, cause you're going to break it eventually. Um, but I would rather replace a dumbbell than having to load you in an ambulance because you dropped it on your head because you decided to hang on to it too long, right? Mm -hmm. Different rules of the gym and ideas. And then so by the time, and for us, it's just normally two one-hour sessions. And when they're done that, they go into a uh, into the group classes. Okay. But with us being yeah. a relatively new and small, uh, going into their first group class, it's normally anywhere between like four to seven people in the group class. So they're... Gotcha. So, um, you know, you run the onboarding program. Is that something that like, if they haven't done CrossFit before, is that a requirement for them to come into a group class or kind of how do you work that out? Um, basically it's a requirement, like even if you've done CrossFit and okay. most of it, um, I know a lot of CrossFit gyms have done where they'll do the onboarding and they'll do the nine foundational movements or like a lot of the common movements really our onboarding is more just to teach you what to expect in a class, how class normally runs rules of the gym. And then um, the kind of idea behind uh, what everybody is like a lot of gyms will tend to run. It's like six week challenge. You're going to lose 20 pounds, this, and you know, the top loser is going to win a trip to Vegas or whatever. We're here, it's more about, it's like, hey, this is day one of a journey for the rest of your life. So we're not gonna change everything all at once. We're gonna literally, today is the first day that you're gonna start working out. And then maybe next week we'll look at, it's like, hey, 
try to drink just a little bit more, more water next week. And then the week after, maybe instead of having that nightcap or drink every night, let's only have them Friday and Saturday night. And then over the course of like six months, you can sit there and look back at that journey. And it's like, wow, I'm only ever drinking once a month now. And my diet looks completely different. I'm no longer crushing an entire bowl of popcorn with butter and everything else at the end of every night. I'm eating three meals a day with um, whole foods and not snacking in between everything. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It totally is that. And you know, something else like a little bit, even a little bit deeper, even when it comes to the on-ramping program, I do think that it helps with our turn and our retention. Um, if we're like kind of diving into the business a little bit deeper, when we don't put our, our clients who are completely new to health and fitness in some sort of on-ramping program to kind of get to know them, get to know their goals, show them around the different movements. They tend to go into a group class, become frustrated because they feel like they, they just can't grasp it. They can't get it. And then after one month, they're like, Hey James, I think it's time for me to cancel my membership. I'm just going to go back to planet fitness. Mm -hmm. You know, and that happens if we aren't providing them with a proper resources and encouragement um, at the front of at the front of things. So I love the on ramping thing. Super smart. Um, and it was something like initially we didn't do it, but then we realized, hey, like this is affecting our retention. We need to do this. Yeah. Um, so to dive in kind of here, you know, membership right now. How many members you guys have in the facility? You've been open since August. So it's not like you've been open too, too long. We're going into month three now, right? Um, so talk to me about, you know, how many members you're at currently. Uh, right now we're at about 25-ish, okay. 25, 30 members in that kind of range. Um, and um, basically, yeah, like setting up, like I know... <laughs> The, the end product tends to be what I'm better at. Um, so like the coaching, the, uh, the product out there on the floor, the day-to-day -day work of the facility is, are my strong suits. My poor suits are marketing, um, sales, stuff like that. So that tends to be where I need to, like, if I could find a general manager that would, was really good for that. And, you know, that little bucket of money to pay them to at the same time. But um, really what uh, we're looking at right now is, is like, I'm trying to use my, you try to take what strengths you do have and use those to your advantage, right? So I tend to be really good at um, organizing events. We just had a uh, competition here. We're one of the hosts for the Festivus Games, which is a CrossFit event that happens worldwide, primarily in, in America. And it's a one-day competition, but it's mainly for novice and intermediate CrossFitters. So if, even if you had only been doing CrossFit for a month, you could probably go into the Festivus Games and have a good time. We had 33 mixed pair teams here. In the facility so basically by the end of the day we had about 90 people running around in our 2700 square foot space um had a great time made a little bit of money off of that and then so now um realized that i'm really good at planning events and things like that so our next one one of my clients is a radio host in town and he's also a stand-up comedian so he does 
events and basically he plans the event, hires the comedians and everything else, and then gives you a cut. He does that for fundraising for sports teams. So what we're looking at in January is promoting that. We're going to do a workout during the day and then a comedy show in the gym that night. And basically to come to the comedy show, you have to do the workout. And then half the proceeds for from everything is going to go to uh, his co-host on the radio show, um, Aubrey Rates, um, a charity. And so basically half proceeds are going to go to the charity and then um, kind of use that as a big push, hopefully to gain kind of some recognition in the month of January, which tends to be for most of us, Jim's uh, um, what yeah. people tell me, the biggest month. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it is, it is a big month in the industry. Um, kind of want to circle back to a few things here. You know, you mentioned that the marketing and the business side is not your expertise. And I just want to like point out that like, for most of us, it's genuinely not right. If we are <laughs> fitness people, we're gym people, we're CrossFit people, whatever it might be, like, that's our expertise. That's where our expertise lies. And so, um, you know, it's okay to not be a, a marketing person, but it, it's important to understand that marketing is important for our business to be able to grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned a general manager who is maybe good at that. Have you thought of any other solutions that might be beneficial for you to kind of become more of an expert at that side of your business to get more people in the front door? Um, I've tried... Um... Uh, business coaching at one point in time and they actually helped me a lot with setting up as well as it sounds the more business side of things right like uh, making sure that I had contracts and cancellation policies and hold policies and different things like that like in the behind so because when we were running it out of the garage things like that really like the one problem member that always fails to pay or it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm just going to pause for two weeks on a whim or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now all that's laid out and it makes your day to day or like the, the little things easier to deal with instead of all of a sudden every day, it's like one client's like, Hey, could we do this with my contract instead where everybody is exactly the same and it's all laid out that way. Um, as far as like, figuring out how to gain better at marketing. Um, for most of the time I've been talking to a lot of people and it's been once again, trying to focus, like take my, instead of trying 20 different things and figuring out what sticks, it's talking to a lot of people and really focusing on like max, like anywhere from two to four things and not trying to, stretch myself thinner into multiple different ideas right so like our primary marketing yeah is going to be the big event we're coming up is the big event in january um a six month membership giveaway so if you want to come try out the gym and do three workouts within a week you can get entered into a draw to win six months worth of membership Right. And then kind of market that so to bring a few more people in it in a chance to actually win. And then um, as well, um, one other one that we're looking into is trade shows like within the city to actually like as well as it sounds, set up a booth and kind of make it fun where maybe set up a rower and see who could 
get the fastest 5k or uh, 500 meter time on the rower and make everybody hurt really bad um and just let everybody know kind of like what we're all about and then whoever does get the five they can win a shaker bottle or like a free month or something along those lines in, in the gym just to put ourselves in front of more people a lot of people tend to think so like or what we found or i found um unless you are like the 24-hour fitness in piling buckets of money into the facebook's and instagram and google ads you're not going to get seen by enough people over the course of long periods of time for them to really see your name so it ends up having to be just a, your marketing has to be just a little bit different right like we could post on social media but of course even with hashtags and things like that you, they're only being seen by people who are already following you and already know you exist so trying to push your boundaries outside of those people has to be um, a little bit different and for all of us that don't have the ten thousand dollars a month marketing campaign that 24 global gym has um, we have to kind of think outside the box and a little different ideas like um my wife's a <laughs> you guys in the states are gonna laugh at this um she's a vice president of our uh curling club so yes we like to play in the snow and, and on the ice and um basically during bond spiels, which are tournaments for curling um giving pro like consistently we're giving prizes away in there and we're submitting teams from the gym to actually curl in the tournaments so that people are actually seeing our names and different things like that and like different local events where you're just kind of putting your name out um where it's kind of old school advertising like before social media was a thing you actually had to be part of your community mm -hmm. yeah i think that you know the word of mouth and being a part of our community like that's all great anything that we do in the community is going to generate that word of mouth but when we look at predicting our growth it's difficult to know if like hey this event that we're going to do is going to draw in the traffic that like we need in order to grow yeah. we can like plan the most cool event like i've done everything you can think of i've done like a glow workout where we decked the gym in black lights and neon lights and we advertise that in the community and like it brought in a lot of people but how many of those converted to to members that weren't already members ah not a ton was it worth all the money that i spent on it all the time the yeah. time something that i can never earn back probably not was it fun yeah so that's worth it at least um mm -hmm. now you mentioned something there like you know the relationships with people are are more important than social media and i do agree we have to have those relationships um, but in 2022, social media is something that oh yeah is heavily utilized to grow any business. Mm -hmm. What does your presence look like on social media as of you know right now? So um, basically, on Instagram and Facebook, and like um, for stories and stuff, try to like um, basically just using like the stories tag different things that like things that I follow on social media, like with regards to nutrition or just a funny workout meme or something for people to just kind of laugh at. And then in the main posts, different things like that, trying to do like once a week, like a um, nutrition tip or like a recovery tip or a sleep tip or something along those lines, right? Like where most people, 
one of the big ones that I love posting about is when you come to the gym, you're actually getting less fit. And everybody kind of looks at me funny. And at the end of the day, if you did a 5k run and then right at the end of the 5k run, I said, Kate, three, two, one, go. You're doing another 5k. I would bet my house that you're not going to run the second 5k as fast as you did the first because you made yourself less fit. Your gains are going to happen when you go to bed at night and you enter deep sleep and your body recovers. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the posts or kind of the idea of like giving uh, information and stuff like that out into the community. It's like, Hey, th- like this is what we're preaching. This is what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, the other marketing that we do do is once every three months, we do a bring a friend week. Okay. Is what I found bring a friend days. <laughs> um, if you get a bring a friend day and especially with CrossFit the workouts change so significantly from day to day that if you don't get a good sample size, it's tough to say whether or not you will actually enjoy doing CrossFit. Cause mm-hmm. if you show up and like somebody goes, Hey, I'd love to bring somebody in and they're going to come Friday. It's like, great. We scheduled a 5k run on Friday. Uh, you'll probably never see them again. <laughs> yeah. Right. But if they get a full week's worth and it's like, wow, we like did a heavy deadlift on Monday and then we did like a 20 minute AMRAP on Tuesday and everything was kind of like different and crazy. And then if you recommend, if a client, an existing client recommends our referral program, recommends somebody, um, basically the person that the new client gets $70 off their first month and the person that referred gets $70 cash in their pocket. Okay. It's not off their membership because if you refer, say, two people in a month, you'll have $140 cash in your pocket. If you do it, if you referred four people and they all signed up for memberships, congratulations, like you've got like $280 cash in your pocket, even, and you can use it to pay for your membership or take your wife out for dinner that night. Like all it is basically. And the joy is, is once like, once they know like, Hey, like literally it's cash in my hand. They become, cause they're your best marketing tool. They're the ones that are out in the real world telling everybody else is like, Oh my God, like four months ago I was, you know, this weight and now I'm this weight and I can actually see abs again. And like, yeah, yeah, of course. So kind of just like a lot of different organic content that you're sharing, you know, the transformations, the well, transformation slash testimonials. Those are huge. Yep. Those are my favorite. Um, you know, sharing that nurturing kind of information that people can learn something from, um, you know, hyping up different um, events and things that you have going on. Have you guys like, is that all organic or have you guys put like done paid traffic at all with like the Instagram ads? Uh, I've tried paid traffic a couple times, um, a while ago, um, as wild as it sounds, I should have just burnt my money instead. Um, didn't didn't have a real goal in mind for the paid traffic Mm -hmm. and i know i'm probably going to do it again but i really need to sit down and have a an idea or a goal behind it like you said like either promoting big transformations in people or promoting a specific event or a like the um six month free membership something along yeah. the lines it because it, originally when we first did it we did it as um just kind of like hey we're here 
right? And mm -hmm. there was no real purpose behind it or anything else except for just telling the world we existed where that might work for the Pepsis of the world because you're going to see their ad 2 million times before you actually buy a Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Where here, we just don't have the funds to get that in front of people's faces as often. So it has to be a very um, specific and um, idea orientated um, ad. So yeah, um, yeah. A couple of people are in within the gym or helping me kind of focus my ideas into something that would work with that. I mean, I wanted to say like, props to you for at least trying because in 2022 is the best way, but it's difficult to figure out how to do that, especially like just like off a limb, like going on Facebook, you can throw away your money very, very quickly if you don't know exactly how the ads work. Were you boosting posts or were you running like the ad campaign? Uh, the times I've done it were just um, an ad campaign, right? Okay. And yeah, and like I said, truly just didn't have a fixed mindset or a fixed idea or goal in what I yep. was doing. So yeah. 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 And it's hard to figure out how to work that ads manager uh, to begin with. And if you on top of that, if you don't have like a set goal in mind, it's difficult. But you're doing the right thing. Ads manager, ads campaigns is the way to go. If you're listening to this, don't boost your Facebook post. That's truly where <laughs> you're going to throw away your money. Boosting just get like boost overall awareness of your business, which you can do on your own by creating really great organic content. Um, so definitely never boost if you're gonna try anything um on Facebook. So kind of want to ask you, James, if you look at your business right now, what would you consider to be the biggest business-related bottleneck? Like what's your biggest challenge and what are you gonna do to overcome that? Um, yeah, easily mine is um the marketing, like just trying to drive the uh, new customers in, or for lack of a better word, just letting the world know that we we exist, right? Like, because most of us um, CrossFit gyms in the world, we tend to be a bit off the beaten path because rent's cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, I my location doesn't have the great greatest street view, so like even if you drove past us, you really can't tell we're here. Mm -hmm. So little things like that and um basically yeah what we've been talk talking about like marketing like trying to drive um people in and one of the biggest is or to overcome it is i'm trying to realize like most people uh, it's okay to ask for help but the um what i'm going to be trying to do is utilize the tools and the people around me to the best of their abilities as well, right? Like um, I've got a client that's down over 90 pounds, like absolutely crushing it. Um, utilizing her story, um, utilizing another client who came in because he had a knee injury and mm -hmm. is now probably in the best shape he's been in 10 years, right? And then utilizing the one um, radio host and comedian and stuff like, and stuff like that and his skills of what he knows of the industry and stuff like that to kind of help figure out what would work and what doesn't work with marketing in general. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, I want you to know too, like that's out of all the gym owners I talked to on this podcast and I talked to a lot, that's pretty much everybody's biggest challenge right now, especially yeah. post pandemic. Like it's just different 
we have to market our, like, we know the importance of marketing ourselves, but like, as I've said already three times, we're fitness people, we're not marketing people. So we have to figure that out. Um, but kind of to flip, you know, we talked about your challenge. Now, ideally, all your dreams, all your goals for CrossFit Good and Evil come true. You reach them all. There's no limitations here, no financial limitations, no space limitations, nothing. What would that picture look like for you? Um, basically, um, I would like at least, yeah, like at the end of the day, like even I, I, I always put like some kind of restriction. So like if we got to a size in the space that we're in right now it would be easily a hundred clientele, um, probably two full-time coaches with that. I would still be coaching at least a class a day, but the joy would be have a massage therapist in, and then one coach like each full-time coach would only coach two to three classes a day so that you don't burn out in, in class time, but their responsibilities would move outside that, right? Like one could be in charge of event planning and doing the next thing. And then the other coach could be social media posts and marketing. One can be, I could be sales, whatever. Like it depends on whose people, whose strengths are where so that everybody's kind of into their world and kind of work off of each other um, with that. And then, um, yeah, for me would be still being able to coach one hour a day, maybe sleep in in the morning now. But um, the biggest thing for me, yeah, would be being able to take classes with the clients. And that's a big thing for me. So any full-time coach is required to take the classes, right? I, like, I love that. I love if, that. And I think... One What's of the biggest thing? things that I've, sorry, uh, one of the biggest things I, I find in the fitness industry that kind of really bugs me is you can have a client and the client's like, oh, wow. It's like, they'll ask you, it's like, you look really good. Is this what you do? And, and the fitness coach goes, no, I, I do a different program. I'm trying to do something else. And to me, that seems a bit disingenuous. It's like, wait a minute. Like you're literally preaching to a client saying, this is the best thing since sliced bread and it's going to change your life. And then they ask you, do you do it? And you tell them no. In my mind, you, the marketing starts with, with you. It's like, hey, this is the program I do. This is what it's done for me. I promise you it'll do the same thing for you, right? Where if you have a guy coaching at a hit class and he is normal and he's a power lifter, where it's like they're, tend to not like they at, at the end of the day when the client's asking questions and, and things like that it doesn't come off as that you're truly vested in what you're teaching the client 100 percent. i think that's so important like and and i love that you have a vision for yourself and like what you would like to do like with the business and you said you know maybe not have to wake up early um, a lot of gym owners like don't see the end of that. And I love that you have that goal for yourself to not have to do the early mornings forever for you to have a staff that supports you in other areas of the business so that you can also enjoy your life and enjoy the business. So I really, really appreciate that. Now, kind of before we hop off of here, where can we find you on social media? What is the Facebook or the Instagram page for the gym? Uh, Instagram is at CrossFit Good and Evil. Um, Facebook is CrossFit Good and Evil as well. And then, um, yeah, like website is www.crossfitgoodandevil. 
Awesome. 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 Thank you so much for being here today, James. I'm glad awesome. we got you on. We got you. We got you here in front of us now. Um, listeners, if you tuned in today, don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, hit subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast to talk about your take on the fitness industry, fill the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.